Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Hour Holiday Edition. We're glad you're with us uh, on the Monday after the opening of football season. David Eckert from the Hattiesburg Americans is going to be joining us here momentarily. Nathan Lee is in the studio with me. Uh, Luke is in the studio in Laurel. The Southern Bank Corps Studios, and we thank them for sponsoring the Eagle Hour and all they do. Dickie's Barbecue sponsors the first segment of the show, holidays, not holidays, every day. And it's a great place to eat. If you didn't do it over the weekend, you should do it this week. Next time you're planning a tailgate, we suggest you call Dickie's and let them cater your event. We promise you that you will not be disappointed. All right, well, obviously, uh, the heartbreaking uh, overtime, 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 overtime loss uh, to Liberty is the uh, topic of the day. David Eckert has... uh, been doing, I got to tell you, man, a a great job of covering Southern Miss football. It's uh, so refreshing, and uh, we're so happy uh, to see that coverage again. David, uh, first of all, congratulations to you, man. We do appreciate all you're doing. Appreciate it, guys. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It's been a very very fun experience, but yeah, I appreciate the kind words. Happy to be on with you. All right. Glad to have you. All right. I, I think fair to say that the the question, the number one question coming out of the football game Saturday night was uh, when the starting quarterback goes down, uh, Trey Lowe comes in for one play. He went into the season last year, David, as the starting quarterback, uh, got knocked out by injury. Uh, we, I think, saw him one more time. But uh, the, the question that I heard all around me all night is, why are we not playing a backup quarterback? And you had indicated to me that, in your coverage of practice, you really didn't see them spend a lot of time uh, in this quote-unquote super back formation, but strictly that's what they went to. Uh, your thoughts, and do you have any uh, observations as to uh, how that decision came about and why? Yeah, so Will Hall told us Saturday post-game that um, the super back kind of being the backup quarterback um, was something he had actively tried to conceal um, so that it would be a surprise when they brought it out. Um, you know, um, the thing that, that does confuse me a little bit with, with that is that it wasn't the backup quarterback, at least not right away, because they did go to Trey Lowe right after Keith got hurt. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. But, um, you know, kind of asked him about it again today, uh, and and the reasoning for it was, and in my opinion, pretty sound reasoning, right? I mean, your defense is dominating the game. 
Um, you know, the, the, the only points Liberty has scored have been the ones that you, the points that you gifted them with turnovers. Um, and so I think, uh, he, he, he saw the, the super back and the, the safe version of offense that it promotes as the best route to winning the game. Um, and if you look, uh, the, the Southern Miss offense in the second half, believe it or not, was, you know, more, more effective. Um, I think they averaged, um, maybe I think 6.2 yards per play in mm-hmm. the second half, um, off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me. And, and I think the number was 5.6 in the first half. So right. it worked okay. Um, just didn't quite get over the line. All right, so uh, Ty Keyes goes down uh, in the first half. Uh, he was injured uh, early, really, when he started his career last year. Have you been able to get any indication as to how severe the injury is? Uh, I, I gather it was a concussion. Uh, what his status might be? Yeah, um, we just had Coach Hall on the, uh, the Sun Belt Media Conference. I asked him about it. Um, he said he has a chance to play this weekend. Um, he would not go into specifics about what the injury is itself and, and how severe it is. He says he's being being taken care of by the training staff and, you know, he's he's not out of out of uh, totally out of out of the picture for this weekend. All right, Luke, get it uh, get in here with uh, David. David, well I'll just I'll tell our listeners I'll I'll unpack the superback stuff later on. I don't want to waste David's David's time with that. But David, just like the the positives you weren't here in last year to watch, and you haven't been in the last several years. The Nasty Bunch is completely different, and I will use that word all throughout this program, not to mess with Bob. But, I mean, they lived up to the billing. I want to talk for a minute and get your um, get your take on how how good the defensive line is. I mean, they were, they were just shifting them in and out at will all Saturday night. Yeah, I thought, I thought the defense as a whole was, just really, really, really good. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, just talking to people and watching practice, it was clear that the defense was the strength of the team going in. Um, but it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I'll put it that way. Um, it was, it was just really good. Um, the defensive line was outstanding. Um, I thought they got some really good linebacker play as well. Um, I thought uh, Avery Havis was just yeah. awesome, just really good, um, you know. And, and but yeah, it, it, they have that depth, as you mentioned. And you know, I, I know we're talking about defense right now, but they played ten offensive linemen as well, which um, was much better. So the offensive line was much yep. much better. Yes, yeah, no doubt about it. So you know, this is this is a fully functioning Division One football program now. Um, from from a scholarship count perspective and all of that, so um, you know, uh, I think I think that showed itself. I, I do. I, I thought um, the defensive performance was strong, um, and you know they they got that big play too. They got that Eric Scott pick six. Uh, just couldn't quite seal it at the end. Yeah, what was what was frustrating is I get the super back, and again I'll I'll mention that later on. But at the end of, of regulation, you, you've got to be able to throw 20 yards worth of passes and let, get in bourgeois' range. I mean, he, he nailed the 53 in overtime. That's, I just felt like we were playing not to lose at the end of the second half. 
Yeah, I actually, post-game, I asked, I asked Will Hall if he had thought about situationally, um, you know, bringing Trey or, or Zach into the game in, in that exact instance. And he said, no. Um, he said their plan was to, to, to try to, try to break one, um, in the, in the running game. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't something that they considered. Uh, I think Luke makes a good point, David. And if Luke can correct me if this was not the point he was trying to make, but I think when you got to overtime, it was an advantage for Liberty over Southern Miss to have a quarterback that could throw. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, um, especially in those two point conversion situations, right? And, and, one thing I want to point out that some people might not know, and, and someone tweeted this, and I forget who, I, so I apologize. I can't credit them. But um, that that Liberty third-string quarterback, <laughs> he's, he's borderline five-star guy. He was a top 150 overall recruit and was enrolled at Tennessee. So, you know, that, that kind of tells you uh, where these two programs are at in their development. But, yeah, you're right. Um, Southern Miss didn't. Southern Miss at the end of the game was a one-trick pony. All right, so a couple of minutes left in this segment. Uh, here's an observation I want to get your comment on. Clear improvement on sure. the offensive line. No question about that. Played very well. Clear improvement defensively. The, 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 the defensive team just physically looks different on the field than what we've seen uh, in the last couple of years. And I, I would assume that they would only get better. So you've got an improved offensive line. You do have some quality wideouts, I believe, and you have what appears to be a really good defensive football team. The question mark, this seems obvious, but the question mark is quarterback play. Yeah, no question. I mean, you look at, uh, again, you mentioned the wide receivers, who I'm really high on based on what I saw preseason. I, I think they have some really good wide receivers. You look at Jacarius Caston got the ball in his hand twice. Uh, Brandon Hayes got the ball in his hand once. Jason Brownlee got the ball in his hand once. So, you know, that's not, again, you, you have to find a way, whether it's, you know, creatively or, you know, in the traditional passing game to get these guys the ball because I think they'll make plays for you. Um, but, yes, they got to figure it out at quarterback. Yeah, no um, question. You know, no question. All right. and, and you would think you would think also thirty seconds left in the segment, David. And I guess Bob, I'll just make a comment, and you can take us commercial. You would think that thirteen wide receivers on the roster that that is Will Hall wants to be able to throw the football because he recruits so many wide receivers. And Bob, really, when I felt the, my the most excited I got in the game, other than the pick six, is when you stop them on fourth down and you throw the fade to Brownlee, I felt like I was watching Southern Miss football again. I agree. And you got to find a way. You've got to find a way to become two-dimensional. You know, you just can't run the football up the middle every time you're going to get the snap. All right, David Eckert from Hattiesburg Americans with us. David, if you're in no big hurry, we're going to keep you in the conversation. that cool? Yeah, that's fine with me. All right, more with David Eckert. Uh, we'll get Nathan involved. We've got some sound bites. Uh, lots more to unpack on the holiday edition of the Eagle Hour.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net right on Hardy Street. I'm sure a lot of folks bought Southern Miss Apparel there over the weekend. Well, they're open uh, starting tomorrow again, and uh, they'll be there all season long. So make sure you get your apparel uh, from uh, Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Also, be sure you listen to the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast every day on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're happy to have David Ecker joining us uh, every Monday now uh, during football season. Uh, coming up, too, we'll be reaching out uh, to uh, Lee Roberts, and I almost let that slip my mind, but that'll be that'll be in the next segment. David, uh, fair to say, now you're you, – you, Luke is right. You you play a really good Liberty team. You take them to four overtimes, and and you walk away feeling that things have improved. But you play a really high-powered, apparently nationally ranked Miami team coming up. And uh, am I right about this? I mean, you've got to be more two-dimensional on offense to have a chance against them. Yeah, I – Look, I gotta be honest, guys. Like, I'm I'm not sure that it matters what they do on offense on Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, I just I don't I don't quite think that they're at a stage as a program where they can go be a threat on the road against the top 25 opponent. But yeah, I mean, you know, they're gonna have to hit some chunk plays. Um, that's another thing that uh, you know I'm I'm rewatching the game right now. I'm in the process of it, and. Um, Southern Miss had three chunk plays to Liberty's nine, you know? So you don't beat elite programs on the road without some explosive plays. But at the same time, I do think, you know, if you're trying to, to you know, keep the game close and, 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 you know, potentially stay within striking distance, then running the ball a little bit, controlling the clock, if you can right. do it, right. which is not a guarantee – might not be an awful thing. So I think, you know, if they can find that balance, that's the formula. All right. Bob, the- Bob let me jump in real quick. I just want to clarify. I am not I, – I don't take a moral victory out of this loss. It's a loss. And somebody actually told me that coming out of the rock. They said, don't you dare get on the Eagle Hour Monday and say it's a moral victory. And I, I'm, I'm not just saying that because that person told me to say that. I am saying we should have won that game. 39-37 to 17. We haven't really even talked about the safety that probably should have been called because of an intentional grounding. Um, we fumble the ball twice inside the five. You're, you're telling me we lose to Liberty in four overtimes when we have five turnovers and two inside the red zone, one on the goal line itself. If, if Paul Gander falls to the right rather than straight down, Rambo scores there. So what I'm getting at is, the, the point I'm saying is, it's – no Southern Miss fan should say, well, we were really close in that one to a good Liberty team. No, you beat the brakes off of a good Liberty team, and you blew it. That's what Hall said in the in the postgame. And that's what – I guess that's what irks me so bad is that we played so good defensively. And then to what David said in the first segment, you don't have a quarterback, and you run the super back all second half, and it works, and you should win the game. All right, Nathan Lee, uh, as our intern, he was in the locker room after the game uh, along with David. Before you before you play that, just your observation of, of what the mood was that you detected in the locker room. 
No, well, just coming straight. Yeah, coming straight out of it. Uh, after the game, you could tell the disappointment was there. But I will say, going into that game, I, I haven't seen a Southern Miss team that amped. So you like to see that going into it. But uh, you know, it's hard to it's hard to have any motivation after a loss like that. It's yeah. a it's a brutal loss, brutal uh, loss. Uh, uh, the mood of the coach obviously was not good. No, no, no. He and, and you got to give it to Coach Hall. He he took the blame. He tried to blame it on himself, not to put it on any of the players. And that's what you want to see out of your head coach. But uh, when when you have a coach that has a lot of question marks around him after that game, it's that's it's also not not what you want to hear. <laughs> All right. So one thing that Coach Hall said that generated a lot of reaction over the weekend uh, was calling out basically the Southern Miss fan base. And I I learned when when the show started, Lucas, our young super intern here, that asked that question. So I think you have uh, Coach Hall's reply to Nathan's question. Luke, do you have it? Yeah, I was playing it. You didn't hear it? Uh, no, it's not on, no. Let me try one more time. I thought we did have great energy. I did not think we packed the rock, though. You know, I'll be honest. I, I am so excited about the fans that were here and the energy they brought, but I'm so disappointed in the amount of people that was here. You know, and hey, man, I know I got to coach better. And I know there's a lot of fans that didn't come out there because they think I can't coach, and that's fine. All right? But it would be nice if we would come here and support these kids and get this rock back going. I thought our overall crowd number tonight was embarrassing. Uh, I, I, I know. I, and, I, and I was embarrassing. I, I was, I'm sure the people that didn't come was embarrassed to have me coach tonight. That's fine. You know what I mean? But, like, we got to get in this together. You know, that's the thing about Southern Miss is when we're all pulling together, we can do it. And, uh, you know, this side right here, how I had, you know, our students, and outside of that, almost no people in it. Our side had a lot in it, and I thought the suites were awesome. So I really appreciate those people. And, uh, look, we're going to continue to build this program back. There's going to come a day where the rock is packed, and I really hope our fans will jump on board with us and do that sooner rather than later, just like we got to get over this hump and start winning sooner rather than later. All right, David. So I don't think anybody is embarrassed to have uh, Will Hall coaching the team, and I'm I'm sure he was pretty emotional uh, after the game. Did that surprise you in any way? Yeah, it did. And, and look, I come from again. I'm I come from a very uh, buttoned up head coach in, in James Franklin, who will avoid saying things like that at all costs, essentially. Um, but yeah, I was I was a little taken aback by it, and. You know, just just thinking about it, um, I, I was trying to decide whether I thought that that was okay. Will Hall is emotional after a loss and and said something that maybe if he could he could go back, he would take it back. Or is is Will Hall, you know, making a challenge here? Is is this something that Will Hall thinks is a strategic thing to say? And I, I still I still don't really know the answer. And I kind of wrote that in my my Sunday, my Sunday column. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys have been around, around this longer than I have. I, I'm curious to know what your take on that is so, because you have a better perception of the attendance situation here than I do. Just context. I mean, people, if, if you're out there and you're a Southern Miss fan and you're mad that Will Hall said that, well, Todd Munkin said the exact same thing. He said the exact same thing. Munkin in a press conference said, why don't we, sh-, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm summarizing it here at the Cliff Notes edition. I bought into this to the top deal. Why can't our fans do it? You need to show up and watch. 
And that, I mean, Munkin just Munkin said that you know six seven years ago. So this isn't Will Hall. And and I think David uh, to to answer some of your question, this is what is refreshing about Will Hall is that you know exactly what he thinks. And you know, yeah, I mean, he had to sit there on the sideline and stare at the east side the entire night. But let's be objective with it. If we win the football game, nobody cares about the type of crowd that was there. Yep. Hey, David, let me let me add this perspective to you as a guy that's been around here a long time. 24,000, people has pretty much been the base of support for the football program through the years. Now, it's been off of that some in the last couple of years, but when things were normal, you, you could be playing a, a really unattractive team and you were going to draw, you knew that base of 24, 25,000 people would show up. Add another two or three, 4,000 during homecoming, start winning on a consistent basis, and you're going to, you're going to consistently add uh, that number. And you're going to be, you know, you're going to be in the upper 20s to 30,000. That, David, has been the history of attendance at Southern Miss. Got it. Yeah, I, I went back for, again, from my Sunday piece, and I looked, um, excluding 2020, um, which obviously, you know, the attendance situation was, was out of whack. Um, that is the second lowest um, attendance since since 2012 for a home right. opener. Right. So um, right. I think the other one was Kentucky, and I want to say 2017. That was, that right. was worse, but right. yeah. Well, and it's no excuse, but there was threatening weather, according to all the weather sources. And um, and then you add to that, and, and I know this is kind of a mixed bag. It's good and bad, but, but now you add the fact that it's real easy for the tentative Southern Miss fan to say, eh, you know, it may be raining when I get there, and I can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. I think these are all factors that are, you know, are, are going to have to work their way out with a program uh, like ours. As opposed to Penn State, which is going to what, draw eighty thousand, doesn't matter who they play or when they're playing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, um, but yeah, it's, I, I think you're right with the weather. Um, but look, you know, um, you lose a game, right? You're Will Hall. You've just lost the game by the narrowest of margins. I think it's maybe he could have delivered the message in, in a more delicate way, but I think it's it's you start thinking about. Again, the narrow margins. What are the little tiny advantages that I could have gotten that I didn't get here? Right. And, you know, that's one of them. Right. So. David, I'll tell you something refreshing about the South. They don't sometimes parse every word like they do in the North. He'll be fine in a week. <laughs> Welcome to Mississippi. Hey, David, thanks, man. Good stuff. We appreciate it. Look forward to having you on the show every Monday. Appreciate you guys. I'll talk to you next week. David Ecker doing a great job for the Hattiesburg American. Never thought I'd say that, but uh, he is. All right. Lee Roberts was there. He knows a lot about quarterbacking. We'll get his perspective next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right. I want to thank David Eckert from the Hattiesburg American for joining us uh, those first couple of segments. Interesting conversation. Fourth Street Barn Grill sponsors this segment. We had a great time there Friday afternoon. Thanks to Slade White and 
those guys for all the great food and the, the fun time that we had at 4th Street Bar and Grill. And uh, we encourage you to enjoy the same. All right, Lee Roberts, color analyst for the uh, Golden Eagle Radio Network, former great quarterback, conference champion quarterback for the Golden Eagles. Uh, Lee, we were talking uh, to the new writer for the Hattiesburg American. I'm going to give you my quick summary of what I described to him, and I'm, I'm interested to hear your input. Very good defensive performance, much improved offensive line, a stable of really good wide receiver receivers. The question right now is quarterback play. You know that. I mean, you are spot on. I mean, I think our defense, Coach Armstrong, has done a tremendous job. Obviously, a really good defense last year. You know, got into the portal, got some depth, uh, some big help up front. Dalen Gill, a big addition. You know, in the middle of the linebacking core. Secondary, really, really um, strong. I know Saturday, obviously, the you know from abroad, if you looked, the, the one thing that I felt like we didn't do well, but those were a couple of pretty good running quarterbacks. Is you know we weren't able to tackle the quarterback, and they were able to pick up some yardage. But you know I don't think overall that hurt us offensively. Yeah, I mean I feel like we've we got a stable of wide receivers. Unfortunately, just wasn't uh, a situation where we could throw it too many times on Saturday. I know that hurt. I mean we're here we are again, right like we were in 2021. Starting quarterback goes down. Um, you know, thought we'd see Trey Low a little more. We the, the, the one pass turns into a pick. Uh, Coach Hall obviously at the half decided he's gonna you know for, forget the quarterback position for that game. Felt like the best thing we could do to win was to go with the super back. And I thought we did a lot of great things. Obviously, Frank Gore, man, just a, a tremendous player. We know what he is. Um, the turnovers were big though, but I think overall we are improved. Uh, we do we do have to try to figure out that quarterback position right. for sure. Fifty four rushing attempts, fourteen passing attempts. As a former quarterback, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You've you've really got to get more balanced than that. You, you know you do, and like I said, I mean we just we're not sure the status where we are at quarterback. I mean I know Trey Lowe listed as the backup. Um, obviously, like I said, Coach Hall was wasn't very confident. Obviously, Zach Wilkie, we know what he can do from his high school career. Just a young guy, not sure if he's ready. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, if if we put the super back in this week again, if that's the plan, then you know, so be it. But you're right; I feel like we do have to be more balanced. And and I know that's what Coach Hall wants to do. He wants to be a more balanced attack. And you know, if you uh, if you start running the football, which we we did at times, run it really really well on Saturday. Um, but if that the teams know that's all you're going to do, they're going to just load the box and. If right. you can't complete balls one-on-one outside, it's going to be a, a long, long season. Luke? Lee, um, I, 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 I want to make this point, and then we'll get to your comment on it. You talked about the stable of wide receivers. I, I'm, I'm just tired of people who do not understand the game of football running their loud mouths and showing that they do not understand the game of football. And I say that to say, there's 13 receivers on this roster. We are signing and getting commits from a ton of wide receivers. Will Hall, and if you want to go back in, in 2020, 66 points shows it. You know, that day, whoever the quarterback was, that, that freshman at Tulane, he threw, you know, four or five passes. There is a passing component to this offense. Please affirm me in that. You know, it is. I mean, you know, if you just look at Coach Hall, I mean, he. He's a quarterback himself, and, you know, quarterbacks like to throw the football, and quarterback coaches like to throw the football. And, you know, the last couple of years, it's just been a 
a, a tough go at that quarterback position. And, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to just go on out on a limb and say if Tykees doesn't get hurt on Saturday, if he comes back out that second half, we, we win that game and we should win that game for multiple reasons. You know, I think Coach Hall was 100% confident in his ability to throw the football. I felt like he did a few things well on Saturday. Obviously, the couple picks he would love to have back. One was just a unbelievable play by Darrell Johnson on the end. Uh, but he's, he's a guy that's going to make plays. He's going to make mistakes. Uh, I just kind of think that's just the kind of players we have right now. But um, not not sure of his status. Not sure you right. know the direction we'll go this week. A, a lot to be told for sure. But yeah, I mean, as a quarterback, a former quarterback, and I know Coach Will Hall as a quarterback coach, he does want to build. He does want to throw the football and throw it effectively. But uh, also, he's trying to win football games, and he felt sure. like the superback position was the way to go. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It limited Liberty's offensive possessions. It was the best thing we had at the time. Uh, you could have p- played low a little more. I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I, I un- completely agree with what you said earlier. Did we ever get explanation, and maybe I just was being a homer and refused to, to listen to the explanation. Did we ever get an explanation of, of what would have been uh, a winning score with uh, with – with the uh, the grounding call that wasn't called when the when the quarterback threw it away, I didn't even think the ball got across the line of scrimmage. You know, I felt like there were a couple calls that uh, went against Southern Miss. One of them being, um, I think it was Junari Dean. You know, one of his early rushes. You know, we throw that that pass down to um, Jason Brownlee and get the ball inside the five. I felt like Junari Dean crossed the goal line with the football, so we didn't get that call. And then the call that should have been a, a grounding call, we didn't get that as well. Yeah, and, and I'm sure you guys know, y'all are well educated. Those were Conference USA officials because no way. Liberty, because no way. is going into Conference USA, they got to bring their officials. So again, uh, you know, say what you want, but wow. that was Conference USA officials on Saturday. No, you shouldn't have said that, dude. Eagle Post gonna be gonna be conspiring later on today about <laughs> you let it out, but. <laughs> Um, what was, I told Bob this earlier, the, the fourth down stop early on and then the immediate fade to Brownlee at the goal line. I was just like, I'm watching Southern Miss football. Like, here it is. Like, this is it. There were a few glimpses in that game that we see that what this coaching staff is doing is working. Disagree if you want to about particulars, but I mean, Lee, moments like that, I think, are, are on the horizon and, and coming back to the rock. Yeah, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out and say to all our fans. I mean, obviously, Coach Hall is doing a tremendous job. You know, can obviously affect injuries, but yes, there are glimpses of some great things that are coming in Southern Miss football, and and we saw some of that. I mean, we saw some great throws by Tykees. We saw, saw some great catches by Brownlee, by um, Brandon Hayes on the side, Jacarius Casson. Again, not many completions on Saturday because we just didn't throw it too much. But obviously, I think we're gonna be good. Uh, running the football, I felt like our O line. Coach Greg has done a tremendous job as well, um, improving that position, getting those guys ready. I know we need probably more bodies uh, up there, but I feel like the eleven guys that we have playing are the eleven best playing, and um, coaches are working hard, players are working hard, and I agree. I, th- I think we are seeing some some great things. Uh, we just got to continue to get better. Put the turnovers away. I mean, the five yeah. turnovers. I don't care who you're playing. It's tough to win with five turnovers. Well, to be positive, two observations that I had. Uh, first, looking at the defensive team, they just look different on the field. They're bigger. They're more yeah. physical. There's more speed. There's there's a clear improvement there. And then I know 
a quarterback's best friend is the offensive line, and I was really watching that. And, you know, I was real critical of those kids last year, but give them credit. I thought the offensive line looked much improved as well. You know, they really did and, and made a couple changes uh, throughout the game, too, and um, brought in some different guys. I think they're, they're counting on about eight different guys playing up front each and every week. Um, but, yeah, defensively, I, I feel like we are we are much better. Again, I alluded to earlier, we were a pretty good defense last year, but Coach Armstrong has done a great job. Defensive line play has improved. We are big. We're physical. Um, we're big bodies. We can get after the quarterback. I feel like linebackers, I mean, even though Hayes Maples is, is out for this year, Dalen Gill just very, very tough up the middle as well as, you know, on the edge with Bozeman and Avery Hobbes. We're, we're good there. And like I said, the back end, you know, as talented as we've been in the back end as, as well. Um, so a lot, a lot of positives, man. So hopefully uh, hopefully fans will see that. They'll continue to support Southern Miss for that reason. And the wins are going to come. The wins yeah. are going to come. Well, so let's, let's keep I'm, it in perspective, Lee. It was the first game where you went to quadruple overtime against a team that has not only been to three straight bowl games, won three straight, and has what I believe is one of the best college coaches in the country. Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Freeze, man, you're right. I mean, uh, a guy that knows Southern Miss, so he knew what he was coming into. So he had his guys prepared as well. Uh, a great coach. And, man, and say what you want also. I mean, I'm not a fan of the new overtime rules. As, as officials make the game longer because of um, – you know, them calling timeouts to review plays. I hate that they take the plays away from the kids in overtime. You know, let them play. Let them try to go for it. I understand it, trying to get a, trying to have to go for a two-point conversion late. But, you know, just to put the ball in the three, the last two series, that's, that's tough on any offense. And, yeah. You know, it just almost becomes a, a toss-up. But I was proud. I was proud the way the kids fought. Um, I was proud the way they showed up. They came out the second half after maybe a little bit of a butt chewing and, and really responded. We just fell a little short and literally just fell a little short. Yeah, about a yard short, actually, in, in the end. Absolutely. And it, it came down to about a yard. All right, Lee, thank you, buddy. We uh, appreciate you, and I uh, look forward to having you on the Eagle Hour every Monday. Hey, appreciate you guys as well, man. Y'all have a great day. Lee Roberts, color analyst for the Golden Eagle Network. Conference champion quarterback, really one of the top Nathan Lee, in my opinion, if you if you rank the top five quarterbacks of all time at Southern Miss, he's he's in that list. Mm, okay, interesting. Yeah. We'll be back. Wrap up uh, this holiday edition of the Eagle Hour next. Top. Final segment on a Monday, on this Labor Day Monday, brought to you by DBAT and D1 Trainings. Great day. It's cloudy, overcast. Go see DBAT and D1 Pro Shop. 70-yard indoor facility, batting cages, it's all there. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Nathan Lee sitting in with us today from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, well... Jenny Hazelwood got three more wins, guys, over the weekend. Lady Eagles sweep the Mercer Bears Classic 
and now sit at 5-1. and one. They'll practice this week and then host the Southern Miss Invitational in the volleyball facility. They will take on Stephen F. Austin Friday at 7, Mississippi Valley at 3 p.m. on Saturday, and then the nightcap, Houston Baptist, on Saturday. So Lady Eagle Volleyball out to a 5-1 and one start. Women's golf is at the USA Collegiate, Intercollegiate. That would be the University of South Alabama. Momoko Ando had a career-low 68. Lady Eagles right now tied for sixth place overall. And then Lady Soccer drops a 3-1 contest to the Lady Bayou Bengals of LSU. So uh, Soccer looking for, uh, I think, I think uh, all their wins so far have been were in the exhibition games. They're just running that gambit of the the SEC right now. So they fall three to one to LSU. We'll take on Mississippi State at home on Thursday. Um, I, I thought Bob, this was uh, this was a, a good comment to uh, to to play. Hugh Freeze was was asked after the game uh, what he thought about um, the defense of Southern Miss, particularly, and this is what the Liberty coach had to say. Uh, and I told everybody that would listen, I had this feeling that uh, this team was going to be one of the more improved teams. And I know they are defensively, offensively. I think they're still searching a quarterback. And that, I'm not sure how that will play out. But I want to tell you, defensively, you watch what I'm telling you. They'll be one of the top defensive units in the country. And Will and his staff, congratulations to them. And I know it hurts, but uh, they've already taken leaps and bounds steps of improvement from last year, and I'm pulling for those guys. So That was uh, Hugh Freeze after the game, and uh, kind of what, what we've said all day, uh, the defense is is as advertised. And, and what was so fun is watching, as he told us, Bob, a, a month or so ago, Brandon Lacey was rotating those defensive linemen in. They would just come in like a new hockey line. I, I don't know how many guys they played up front, six or seven, maybe eight. And uh, that, that was fun to watch because when you can disrupt the front like that, Austin Armstrong has the ability to bring uh, blitz, you know, blitzers from linebacker. Even they, they should have uh, – Tylen Knight should have had a sack and just missed the guy. And uh, it was real real fun to watch the creativity that can happen on a defensive side when you're that good up front. No question. Uh, now, Nathan, you observed something that I did um... – Back on, I guess that would have been the east side of the stadium. Liberty had this army of brand-new, beautiful buses with their big logo oh, on the side. I counted go. five. Mm-hmm. What in the world? Who in the world did they put on five buses that big? That's a good question to me. I was wondering that when I was parking. I saw my, also one of my friends, Austin, he he saw uh, all of them coming down uh, 49. It was like, oh, my goodness. What are they bringing, a whole army of fans and players? I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't imagine what they how they filled up <laughs> yeah. five buses like that. That's a good question. I, I was mean, was it – they didn't have – I don't think they had that many fans for no, five buses. But, no. but, I mean, some of these teams will drive buses down and pick their, their team up at the airport. But um, surely yeah, they know. didn't do that. And they were, had, were they double decker like Old Dominion from no, the state No, but of they Virginia? were brand new and they were gorgeous. Oh, yeah. and, and and they had an eighteen wheeler. Yep, pulled up under the stadium to put all their gear in. The Liberty, Liberty's got some jack. They got a little program over there. I'm yeah, telling you, they got uh-huh. some jack. You uh-huh. can uh, you can tell that. And and I will say this because he's a Southern Miss alum, uh, Luke. I I watched uh, Hugh Freeze all night pregame. Uh, during the game, man, he's a polished, confident coach. And I think that's where Will Hall will be. Hugh Freeze had an advantage, though. Hugh Freeze has proven himself. 
And I think Will Hall is working really, really hard to prove himself mm-hmm. uh, at this level. Hugh Freeze has has accomplished that, and uh, and that's that's no criticism of Coach Hall. I think he's going to get there, but you could tell Hugh Freeze is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing I would say about coaching on on a Monday, again, there's no moral victories. We should have won this game by double digit points. You lose your quarterback, you go into the superback, you score more in the second half than you do in the first half, and you lose in four overtimes in a game where you turn the ball over five times and fumble twice inside the five-yard line. Right. Did we blow it? Yes. Did we lose? Yes. But I guarantee you a lot of people, although expectations sometimes can be unrealistic, what you saw defensively is proof that what this coaching staff – is saying they they are putting, you know, the the, the field on the field product to where the the talking has been, and last year the defense was ahead of the offense. This year, obviously, it's the same thing, but there's been improvement on both sides. Bob, you mentioned the offensive line. No moral victory. We're zero and one, but I feel a whole lot better after watching. Right a game that you basically handed to Liberty. I feel better about the rest of the season. All right, you want to be happy and upbeat? We've got Joy Lee McNellis and one of her players that we want. We'll just kind of keep it a, keep it on the, the QT, but a really great announcement about women's basketball. Also remind everybody that we'll be at the Lady Eagle Golf Tournament this coming Friday. We'll be talking a little bit about that tomorrow um, with Coach uh, with women's basketball, but also just – I think, exciting news uh, surrounding the program. So that's tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Hope you enjoy the rest of your holiday. Thank you for tuning in. See you tomorrow at 1. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.